This episode is in support of the British Red Cross. Disasters and emergencies can strike at any time and anywhere. With millions of volunteers across 192 countries, the British Red Cross is part of a movement that's there for people as soon as a crisis happens. Your support means they can reach anyone, anywhere, with the help they need to get through it. For example, in the UK, when an emergency like a flood hits, your support means the British Red Cross is there to give the all-important emotional support people often need. Help organise cleanups and provide them with food and fresh water. And as conflict in Ukraine tears lives apart, your support means the Red Cross movement has reached over 5 million people so far, helping families evacuate providing medical assistance and giving a warm meal and a listening ear for people to talk about their experiences. But without the kind of people who support the British Red Cross, their work wouldn't happen. You make what the Red Cross do possible. It starts with you. So, support the British Red Cross at redcross.org.uk. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to this week's show. Every year, we take time to reflect on those loved ones who've left us. Some will be family members, and some will be friends, and some will be those who we've known through film and television. Those who've inspired us. Those who've touched our hearts in one way or another. February is just such a month. Every year we remember two stuntmen who were a breed apart in the world of action. Timothy Tipping, known within the business as Tip, was born February 13th, 1958, and sadly left us on February 5th, 1993. He was one of the most respected stunt performers and coordinators in the business. After a stint in the Royal Marine Commandos and the SAS, a spell as a clown, he joined the Stunt Register in 1980 and, although a youngster in stuntman terms, he became a highly respected performer and coordinator later on uh, in uh, appearances with James Bond, Indiana Jones and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He would get many an opportunity to act too, as he had a very cool look. So, you'd find him popping up in... Dempsey and Makepeace as a villain who tries to outrun the police in a, in a car chase, Aliens as Private Crow, and his memorable performance as a thug who breaks into a house and gets a 12-inch nail through his forehead in Death Wish 3. He said to me once, You mean all the stuff I've done, and you remember that? Yes, I remembered it because it was huge fun. I'll also treasure the interview he did with Jonathan Ross. In the mid-80s, it would have been. He was a wonderful ambassador for the art of stunt work. The routine was coordinated by Jim Dowdle, and it gave Tip a chance to show the audience what being a stuntman really meant. Have a listen. Well, I've landed. 
Well, that, that's, that's obviously that's an exceptional stunt, but the stuff that we see in, in kind of the big action movies like Barroom Balls, Indiana Jones, that kind of stuff, mm. I've always been fascinated by that, and I know you're going to give us away a few of the secrets here. I believe these are, these are some of the kind of props that are used, aren't they? Well, these are some of the props. Obviously, we need props to help us, again, recreate using the, the general principle for stunt work, which is make it as spectacular or realistic as possible but be as safe as possible. This is a good example so of one. These, these are safe, though. These, are, these aren't oh, real glass and... Well, sort of. They don't hurt too much. They're held by the... You know, watch. Oh! <laughs> you could just have told me, you know, Tim. <laughs> so, and I must admit, even though I, I know it's not real glass, it bloody hurt! <laughs> But it was fun though, wasn't it? This is it's a good fun job you got here. What about a bigger item? What, what's the key to doing like a bigger orchestrated fight without actually getting hurt? Action coordinator working with the fight director, um, or with the director, works out the fight in advance and then by using timing and practice, practice, practice between the different stunt performers um, and the actors, they work on a, a, a fight and get bigger and bigger. I've, I'll give you an example. Stand up, stand up. You're a fine figure, man, aren't you? Bless you. Right. Yeah. Now, for instance, if... Um, <laughs> Just happen to have a chair here handy. Thank you very much. But this isn't going to hurt me in any way, is it, Tip? You bet it's going to bloody hurt you after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make you too hard. <laughs> oh. <Yes. coughs> what was the last thing you were going no, to no, say? No, no, no. Okay, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Obviously, if I did just swing it and hit you, you'd be in some problem. So I'd be very upset. We'll work on this. <laughs> I'm going to give you a timing. Right. One, two, three, duck. Mm -hmm. On the duck, you duck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I've got that, Tip. <laughs> I yeah. just want to say how I've always admired your work. <laughs> I believe you. Okay. One, two, three, duck! Oh, that was, okay, that give, was him a, give him a fantastic. Hand Thank you very much. Did that look impressive? It's quite light, isn't it? It's light, but it's still, still solid. So, uh, no, I, so I could... Well, we could try... If you want to. Yeah, one, two, three, duck. Right. Yeah, and I'll do a good duck. You ready? Stand by. So one... Wait, I'm ready. One, two, three, duck. I did alright, that's kind of nice. Fantastic. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that enormously. That was alright, it was exciting. Tip tipping, stuntman, everything. But I'm really, I am disappointed because I've always just wanted to do one of those big punches where you just go like that. There you go. And to tip tipping. Tip sadly passed away whilst filming a reconstruction of a parachuting accident for the BBC show 999. I'd spoken to him on the phone a week or so before, and he was in high good humour. I was able to get in touch with him through Royal On, who Tip had worked for on a number of occasions. For the movie Space Raiders, Roy was due to double motorcycle legend Barry Sheen whilst recreating the accident that nearly ended his career. Roy rehearsed it and injured himself, so he brought Tip in to complete the job. And it was a wonderful gag. I said to him, that must have been one hell of a jolt as the impact when the bike comes in to stop and the wire rig kicked in. A laugh at the end of the phone from Tip, followed by, have you ever jumped into a swimming pool and landed so flat that you think you might have A, broken your back and B, shit your pants? I had to tell him that I hadn't. But it didn't sound very good. He continued, exactly. Well, times that by ten, and that's what I felt like afterwards. Having said that, I wasn't thrown down the track like Lex Malloy was. 
How right he was. This is a tale of the supernatural. The Tapes, a podcast of the uncanny. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me, host Christopher Goldie and guests as we discuss the best in unsettling television and film. Who is this who is coming? Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Search for at the tapes pod part of the pod dojo network roy was another extraordinary individual who if he wasn't a stunt performer he'd have made a career as a teacher how many times have you been trying to understand a subject and you're failing whereas when roy talked to you about it you just listened and you soaked it up you soaked that knowledge up like a sponge roy was responsible for many iconic on-screen moments being saved by Superman at the start of Superman 3, turning the car over during the motorbike chase in Never Say Never Again, and possibly the greatest highfall ever caught on camera from the 1981 movie Green Ice. Roy was my mentor when I was training for the stunt register. He taught me how to ride a horse, he taught me how to do highfalls, and I got to do a number of duo falls with him. He also told me never to put salt on my chips first. Just because it's called salt and vinegar doesn't mean to say it has to go on the food in that order. He was a fountain of wisdom. In 1988, Central Television went into production on a film called The Zero Option. A sort of not a million miles away from Who Dares Wins. SAS officer dismissed from the service and goes to work for a special detail who are working within organised crime. Roy was the stunt coordinator, and the end sequence involved a fight between two men hanging outside an aircraft, flying at 90 miles an hour. What you're about to hear is an interview section taken from a behind-the-scenes look at this picture. The film's producer, Chris Kelly, chats with Roy, Tip, who's doubling one of the characters, and the other stuntman, Andy Bradford, who's doubling the other guy. Have a listen. Here it is. Now, the stunts, of course, are not being done by the actors themselves, because if an actor gets hurt, that means he's off work for a few days, production stops, costs a lot of money. <clears throat> so the people who do the tough work are called stunt doubles, and they're Andy and Tip, very experienced men here behind me. Roy Alon is the stunt arranger on this film. He's worked on Superman and Bonds Galore and Dempsey and Makepeace. So let's have a word with them and see how they plan the whole thing. Roy, <clears throat> can you take a couple of minutes out? Potentially uh, very dangerous. Indeed it is, uh, yes, and uh, an awful lot can go wrong, so you need belt and braces, which is why we double-link every piece of equipment that we've got. We've got some links in the plane there that we will lock onto. When so you say double-link, you mean there's two of everything? There is two of everything, <clears> because <throat> you should never rely on one single piece of equipment. And the equipment that you use, the best that money can buy is only just good enough for, on a stunt like this. Because when all said and done, the two men are risking their lives, and anything should go wrong. We could have a very big problem. So tip tipping will be attached to the plane at all times by this? Yes, by both links. <clears throat> and uh, same with Andy here, our second stunt artist. He's got a double link on there. And the two men will be hanging outside the plane, executing a fight, uh, the end of which one of the men is seen to fall. Now, do they know here on the ground how that fight will go, Tip? I mean, 
or do you organise that in the end? Well, Roy Allen has uh, given us his idea of how he wants the fight to go, and so we work our best on the ground. We do a dirt dive, as it were, on the best on our ground of what we want to achieve. But a only dirt dive? A dirt dive. It's a, it's a skydive phrase. Uh, we rehearse on the ground what we're going to do in the air. Yes. And as soon as we're in the air, we'll find out the restrictions yes, we, we may have uh, and we have to alter accordingly. That's why I want to lock onto this main spark here underneath the seat. That is really good and solid. If I could find two more like that, we've cracked it. I don't want to use these because they're just on rails and they're very flimsy. Hanging from here and down, you're going to be really low. I'd rather one hand was on here and your right hand was on there, leaving one hand free, so that if all this lot fell apart and you dropped down, then you're onto this. So use this as a primary and this as a secondary, because if you get onto this one, you're way down and it's a hell of a climb back. I was hanging out there for maybe two minutes before he joined me, and when I'm there by myself, I haven't got anyone to, to buffet to the slipstream. Yeah. So is that much more powerful than you thought it would be? I'm used to it from skydiving. What I'm not used to is letting it play with me. Andy eventually came to join me. I say it's, it's exhausting, but we're still happy. We we couldn't speak to each other in the air. Obviously, it's too noisy. We already agreed the preset fight routine, which we went through two or three times: scrabbling and slipping, scrabbling and slipping. I found I could take one hand off and float back. He would go and put a hand on my face, and I'd hold his hand onto my face, and like he was fighting. So you can't communicate at all. Like we well, can't hear each other. No, it's just <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That's all I could do. And then the fun started. Um, plan A was present my hand to Roy, the arranger, and Andy to pull me in, and they were heaving, and nothing was happening. And I, <laughs> it's I was trying to get all my strength together, knowing I was going to need it in a minute, and that didn't work. In the end, we found, so from now on we know, that even with no, no strength in the arms, it's strength in your legs. And I, I, of course, Roy leant that far out, he was right out the plane. I could just present my knee to him there. Yeah. And he held on. Um, so how many times will you rehearse this again now? We shot it, Fantastic. we shot the rehearsal, and there is footage there to use for all the hanging stuff we need. Yeah. We now need to go, no need to do any rehearsals, we're ready to shoot every time now. Back at Hakeney Green, they've finished rehearsals, and they're going for a take. The cameraman is strapped into the helicopter to fly alongside the plane and get the best shots of the action. He's using a very expensive camera mount, which stops the camera from bouncing around during flight and gives you a steady picture on the screen. The stuntmen are making a living the hard way, giving the action everything they've got. In the finished drama, the sequence will look fantastic, and no one will think about the dangers and expense involved in getting it on film. The cameraman seems to have got the shots he needs, and they're back on the ground. Let's see how the two stunt doubles feel after their taste of the high life. All right. It's, uh, it's very heavy going up there. The wind is a lot stronger than you believe, really. Hanging off helicopters, we're OK. We've been lucky in the past. It's only 60 mile an hour, 40 mile an hour. But up there doing 90 and 100, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit like being dragged behind a speedboat when you've fallen off water skis and you can't let go of the <laughs> ski toe. actually good, good, good simile, yeah. And the coat. I think I lose your jacket, Tip. Yeah, it whips <laughs> me in the face as well. The, the, uh, 
the, it seems to take so long for the ground, I mean, it wasn't the ground camera's fault, we, we took a long time for the ground cameras, basically, we did three takes, didn't we? That was spectacular, through. seeing you hanging out at low and, level. Uh, the problem then was, because my cable wasn't up my arm as before, it was hanging free, I suddenly realised we were going right over the camera, he sat on the wing strut and I had to jam my hand up to and hide the cable, the, the, so all the strain was on the arms again, and do a bit of acting as well. But now it you're exhausted, yeah? A little bit. Shattered. Yeah. And, and he, a little bit, I've got to tell you. I mean, he needs all the strength in the world because he's going to hang out and give me a brace so I can pull myself in the plane. And I was shattered. You want more money, don't keep I'm saying shattered. that. No, I, no, 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 they no, were shattered. No, no, no. They started panicking when I. Just Griffin, the producer. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did, it, you did it safely. Well done. Terrific. I can't wait to see how it looks. So, in the final version, the film will be cut, so that it looks as though the actors have done the dangerous bits themselves. And what happens in the end? Does anyone fall from the plane? That's a secret that will only be revealed when you watch the Zero Option itself. Roy passed away in 2006, aged 67. What Roy and Tip possess are skills you and I can only dream of. Not skills that you can acquire with dedication and training, but skills inbuilt from childhood. When they walked into a room, the people in that room were happier, better, more content, and often laughing a great deal. This is a gift that you can't buy, or in many cases learn how to master. You're either born with it, or you're not. These two men definitely changed the way many in the British stunt industry look at life and work. They were changed by it and are better because of it. Roy and Tip were both very special men who are missed every single day. So, that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube show on Friday, where we'll go into a bit more detail. Uh, also, don't forget to find the link below and check out the Pod Dojo Network, who are responsible for this podcast. Until then, bye for now. <laughs>